Leighton, I can't tell if you're just being quiet. I'm not talking. I hate when you're not talking because it's. I can't tell if you're <laughs> you're muted or not. You're not responding to what I'm saying. No, I'm not muted. Um, okay. Anyway, hey Nate, let's do this for real. Let's do the real thing. I've been recording <laughs> this entire thing, and I'm going to include a lot of that, and I don't care. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco, episode 158, if I remember correctly. Even though I'm numbering them, and I will eventually remember. You know what else we forgot the last two fucking podcasts, Nate? What to introduce ourselves. Oh boy. <laughs> We're just people who talk at you. I had the thing pop up on the video and I'm like, I can't retroactively just put in our voices. I could have. I could have cut from another week and threw it in there, but that would have been weird. Anyway, hi, I'm Chris, aka Tumblr Burrito. And that is Nate, aka Little Teapot. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've actually done an introduction. Woo! It'd be fun to have like an evergreen one and it just we just throw it in there anytime. It might be this. It won't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, have I talked to you about ah? Oh, that's why that gummy shark's there, and I'm not eating it because there's no. Weird... You you haven't talked to me about that at all, but I guess that's the conversation we're having now. Very <laughs> easily distracted. Sorry. Um, have I talked to you about the fact that I've actually not caught up on, but have been reading through comics? I can't remember if we talked about that on on podcast or not. We did. You had mentioned you were going to load several of them digitally to start catching up on okay so i did say that i didn't talk about the fact that i did actually read through two i caught up on two series that i have um and i didn't write it down but i did write the third thing which is the first issue that i couldn't download because it's from such an independent company that they don't even have available digital versions um and i mean the even the pirate versions Mm. yeah they, they don't even have it and i'm like holy shit well, uh, sounds like it's time for you to set up a server then. Bust I, out the scanner and have a, start making that available. Oh, I do have a scanner. <laughs> I could, but I don't know how to do that. I also don't want to fuck up. The, I feel like whenever I see those those scans, they look so good. I feel like they have to take the comics apart. Oh, they they definitely do. Oh, and I, I mean, can't. I'm never going to do that. And I can't do that. For um, manga scans, it's even more ridiculous because the ugh. pages aren't bound with like staples like comic books are. <laughs> <laughs> um well depending if it's what what is how does uh what's that thing called that it actually comes out a lot of the the like well-known manga shonen um, jump how do no, yeah um, how how are those put out so i'm not entirely sure um i know that there's various ways of like making manga available on the internet of course, the most common now is just to find it digitally on an official platform, copy those images, and redistribute them. Yeah. But um, for actual scans of stuff, it's like we have to buy a book and start cutting it apart <laughs> and then back it with like stark white paper because it's usually on newsprint and then scan it that way. Um. But most manga you read on the internet now is fans translations of stuff. Like, it's literally just digital rips of Japanese manga yeah. that's fan translated, and the speech bubbles are covered over with Photoshop. Yeah, I've seen, I do love seeing, um, I, I found some people that show the process of how they do certain things, because in certain cases they have to redraw some art for uh, the font to fit in, because sometimes the words aren't in a bubble, they're just on the page. Um which makes it entertaining to see what they have to get around to do that. Uh, yep. But other than that, there was another thing I was specifically talking about comics. Oh, comics. I um, 
two series that I have read through, and then this one individual thing. Um, I've caught up on. I it's the original name was I fucking hate this place. It's all right or fuck this place. <laughs> I think fuck this place. It was changed to I hate this place for you know obvious reasons. Um, it's the same thing with fuck fairy fairyland. It is it used to be fuck fairyland, but now it's I hate fairyland. Why why are you copying everything? Oh, I you was going to move it somewhere. <laughs> you scared me. Um, My camera is very out of focus as well. Put your hand in front of it? Well, that's what I tried earlier. Oh, cover the whole... Oh, look! It okay. worked. Ha-ha! Now mine's... Nope, it's got back. Um, oh, yeah, I hate this place. Uh, it is supernatural. It's like supernatural horror, but goofy to a certain extent um mm -hmm. it's about this couple that inherit uh a ranch from their aunt a great aunt or an uncle or something like that uh and when they go they find out that the ranch uh has all sorts of supernatural bullshit going on um mm. including every night the entire ranch land is just covered in ghosts that if they come up to you and touch you you then relive their deaths and if you relive their death you experience their death <laughs> uh so yay um yeah and the the previous family members that owned the place uh, actually leave like a i think a video detailing in a rule basically a rule book being like hey this is what you do the the ghost can't come into the house. It's off limits for some reason. Um, don't go in the woods. If you see the horned man run, basically. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one is um, something about the poltergeist that lives in the house uh, who really won't do cause too much damage as long as you don't leave any kind of material that he could use to write on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I, that that part's a little adorable um but it i it sucks because the first arc is done and they don't know how long it'll take uh to get everything done just because you know it's an independent comic and they have so many other things they're working on so i'm very very patiently waiting for the next the start of the next arc um but aside from that i also read through and caught up on and it's fun this week's episode episode issue 16 just came out of Stillwater, which is a series, um, I believe if it, I'm horrible at remembering things, but I'm 90% sure, let me double check, because we've talked about this before, I have a handful of people, yeah, I have a handful of writers or artists that if they put something out immediately, like, I need to buy this, if I don't like it, I'll stop, but I need to at least have the first one, um, and in this case, it is Stillwater by Chip Zdarsky, uh, and Stillwater is basically a story about a town, a single town in the entirety of the United States that for some reason, one day, years and years and years ago, nobody could die. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Every time somebody was injured, anything was cut, broken, hurt, damaged in any way, people in things, uh, they would heal themselves. Um mm -hmm. And this included to the point that nobody aged. Every it basically was time locked. 
as well as injured locked i don't know um and it's really interesting because the whole plot centers around this guy who receives a letter saying that he had an aunt that died in Stillwater and he's got an inheritance that he's getting or whatever, uh, only to find out that he himself was born in Stillwater, lived as a baby long enough that he was, I don't remember how smart he was as just a baby. Um, <laughs> he was six months old, I think, when time locked and then a couple of years went by before his mom and his dad and his parents were able to get him out of the the town uh and of course he lived his life and has no memory of it so when he goes back and meets his mother who is about the same age as him um <laughs> he's you know a little taken aback by all that fun shit uh but it is it gets really fucking good uh if you like See, that's the thing. All my things are so spoop. Not spoop, but just out there. It is very violent. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, a whole series that rotates around people that can be shot in the head, and then they're good ten, five, ten minutes later. Um, mm. <laughs> they, they realize that, you know, just throwing somebody in jail for little things here and there, not really worth it, so punishment was to be buried buried alive for periods of time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> that's just a normal thing in this town. Um, but in the last couple of chapters, they have learned things and are playing with the curse, gift, whatever you want to call it. Depends mm-hmm. on, it depends on how old you are. If you're old and you're able to live longer, awesome. If you're young and you're stuck young forever... Yeah, you might not like that as much. Um, but I highly recommend it. Uh, in the last comic that I've been reading, or the, only the first issue came out, um, is Door to Door, Night by Night, which is, think of, think of if Supernatural just did a spinoff without ever introducing Supernatural, um, mm-hmm. where you meet a hunter and then the hunter leaves a group of people wanting to hunt, basically. Uh, this group of, of door-to-door salesmen um, meet this woman who is just on the side of the road looking to hitchhike or whatever. Uh, she joins them, helps them out, gets the offer from them to give a hand or whatever in the next town. Uh, and turns out the next town is where she was hunting some kind of demon. And all these people... It's like a group of five or six of them uh, who've never experienced anything like this in their life have now had their eyes open to a world of monsters and demon and horrors that, you know, you only think about on TV and shit. Yay. (laughs) So now they're like, hey, maybe we should, you know, keep our eye out for this kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Since they're already going town to town, you know, I feel like that's a safe safe way to be like oh hey there's some mysterious disappearances we can investigate that and also buy vacuums or whatever the fuck i can't remember hmm. it's like car detailing i don't fucking remember um but only one issue out uh it's enough that i immediately was like let me add that to my subscription box um so yeah i highly recommend all of that stuff 
all of it. Get it. Get it on your, your local comic shop. Support comic shops. You can download comics. Just buy them first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's how I look at it. I bag and board that shit immediately. I actually actually just bought new bags because I was out because I have a problem. Mm. Um, and turns out that the hundred pack of regular bags and the hundred pack of reclosable like auto like self sealing bags are the same price. Mm. So I'm like, oh shit. Mm. All right, let me get those. Um, which is cool. Yay. Well, because all the bags are made of different plastics too, like you know different grades. So yes. I bought the cheapo ones, but um, I only buy the ones that are nine ninety nine. Some of the stuff to get shipped to me is like bagged in like that really nice like mylar plastic. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, but what if you as long as I you? make sure the board is facing the right way, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I've had some people give comics, like, I'll buy comics and take them out to put them in another bag, because they put stickers on the front. I'm like, I fucking hate when you do that. Um, mm-hmm. But the box, the the box, the um, the board will be backwards, and the, like, rough side is up against the back of the comic. I'm like, no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So when I bought my first pack of bag and boards, I just said, okay, to make this easy on myself, I'm going to put all the boards in the bags right away. Oh, yeah, I do realizing that, that I did an entire hundred pack completely backwards. Oh, no. <laughs> so every time I go to bag a comic now, I have to pull it out, pull the bag out, flip the board around, and then put everything back in. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I, I actually, um, I guess it helps that I, when I worked at a comic shop, um, I had to pre-bag and board. Like, we would just have that so people could buy individual bags for, mm-hmm. like, a dollar each. And I'm like, oh, that's some shitty. No, I think it, was, <laughs> it might have been 50 cents. It might have been 50 cents. I can't remember. Um, either way, it's, you know, it's cheaper to just buy a whole set yourself. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Nate, that's what I'm reading. I'm not getting into the other things yet. <laughs> what are you reading? I only see one thing. No, wait, two things. Well, Maybe two, two things. things. Yes. So the first thing I'm reading in since we're on comics is Gotham Knights Gilded City. Um, this comic came out, I think, only earlier this month or earlier last month, I should say. No, late last month. Uh, time is a construct. Time <laughs> is an illusion. <laughs> but uh, this is a direct prequel to the Gotham Knights video game. Mm, okay. Um, so... This uh, this comic, interestingly, takes place in two separate timelines. So you have the current timeline, right before Gotham Knights, um, and then you go back to the 1800s in, like, old Gotham City. Um, and they haven't made the tie-in necessarily clear. At the end of the second issue, I believe it's very clear that the Court of Owls... This is like the establishment of the Court Owls. Like, hey, they have existed literally this long. Mm-hmm. Um, at Which least in this sense. universe. Yes. Um, but it deals a lot with sort of Gotham City's first vigilante ever back in the 1800s. And then all the way up to what happens immediately before Gotham Knights and how those two things are kind of linked together. Um, I would say it's probably not the best Batman comic out there in the world by far. Um, but if you're, if you played the game, if you're a fan of the game, uh, it's probably worth a read. Um, and if you have the game, it's at least definitely worth grabbing an issue because in the back of each issue, there's a code for an in-game item. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Um, yes. So that's uh, why they're all bagged. 
That is why they are okay. all wrapped up before you buy them. Yes. Um, but the other thing I read, and I read all nine chapters of this that are out currently just today, um, Reborn as a Vending Machine, I now wander the dungeon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Chris and I talk a lot about Isekai. He more than I do because he loves Isekai. But this is, I like so Goofy. Bad. I just like goofy isekai. <laughs> um, and I like deconstructions of the isekai genre altogether. And this definitely is one. So the big question in every one of these is like, how does the main character end up in another world? In this case, he quite foolishly is worried about a vending machine breaking as it tips over. So he tries to dive underneath it to save it and is crushed by it. So when he's reincarnated in this new world, he is a vending machine. The thing is, is he's not like, this is not like reincarnated as a slime where, oh, you're a different creature and now you have to like talk and things like that. He can't talk. He has pre-recorded messages like a vending machine would. Oh my he can God. only speak using those. Um, but he finds out early on that he can open sort of a menu within himself. And in that menu, it shows him the products he can stock himself with, uh, how many points he has how he can gain more points basically by selling stuff out of himself being a vending machine. Um, and he can get a blessing, which is he gets one free blessing, which is like a gift from the gods. Mm -hmm. And so this girl, she's running away from like these frog creatures um, and is about to die. And so he, in sort of spur of the moment, chooses a blessing for force field. And he basically can now generate an impenetrable force field around himself. Oh, so he basically becomes like a safe zone. Yes. Um, but as the manga progresses, this first chapter actually covers like a whole arc of the manga. Um, he starts learning how to communicate with people, even though he can only do it through pre-recorded messages. <laughs> of course, lucky enough, the girl he meets has the blessing of might. So she's super strong and can carry him around all the time. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, eventually as he starts getting more money which is how he gets points he learns that by stocking certain products he can actually help like this is very typical like fantasy adventure in a dungeon kind of stuff mm -hmm. so he learns how he can help these adventurers um, sort of complete their various tasks um, in the last chapter they sort of fight the big boss of this you know arc that they're in and he's like a frog covered in fire because he's enraged and they can't find out how to damage him. And so um, he stocks a new product, two liter bottles of co cola, and then transforms into a candy machine with only Mentos inside of it. <laughs> and so they literally take these cola bottles and load them up with Mentos and spray the fire off of the frog. Okay. It's ridiculous. It. It's not really made to make sense, but it is endearing to show that, like, this is another one of those shows where the character being Isekai doesn't just start as, like, a god-tier character. Yeah. He's yeah. got to learn things as they progress through the story. Um, and so, I mean, it's cute, it's endearing, it's drawn phenomenally well. Yeah, I'm just um, scrolling through a little bit, and it looks great. Um, I will say, did you? I thought you said that he tried to save someone. No, he tried to save a vending the machine. The vending machine. Yeah, okay. I... <laughs> like, he's really worried that the vending machine is going to yeah, break when it tips over and he he's... dives underneath Ooh. the machine. <laughs> that's that's a decision. Uh... <laughs> but, uh, no, it's neat. It's cute. Um, I don't know. If you're like me and you like those sort of deconstructions of Isekai or you just like Isekai where a character 
like doesn't start off as literal Jesus, then <laughs> this is probably a neat one to read right now. Like I said, it's got nine chapters. The the mangaka is like really slow to release these chapters, but I think they're more worried about quality. And also, I believe they're independent, so they're like asking for donations and stuff to keep the whole project running. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, I was gonna say I thought maybe because you know I, again that so manga is as opposed to com like normal American comics, uh, manga isn't as easy to. I guess get in single chapter kind of stuff. Um, so most of the stuff that we read is fan sub wonderful shit. Um, I almost said fan dub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who knows maybe. Cause yeah. I know that a lot of, a lot of stuff that I read manga wise, you'll see like the, Hey, it's only a team of like two people donate to help us kind of stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's usually just translators. So, I don't know. Yep. But, uh... Anyway... <laughs> what, what do we want to do next? Uh, I was going to say... So... Oh, you haven't read... Oh, uh, that's right. I've only watched stuff. You haven't watched anything? Not really. Not really. Um, one thing I didn't put on here. I finally finished the last... Uh, or the, I finally watched the second... I, they say it's the second season, but I feel like it's just the second half of the first season of uh, Comey Can't Communicate. Um, mm-hmm. And god damn, that season finale just fucking... I was, <laughs> I was in tears. It's such a good show. Um, if you have not watched Comey Can't Communicate, I just fucking do it. Just do it. It's worth it. You're yes. going to cry a lot. Um, but because of that, Netflix, you know, loves to try and use its algorithm to be like hey you want to watch this content um i decided to check out romance killer (laughs) (laughs) which it is is that the right name now my mind's i don't it might be a different name hold on nope that is all of the notes jesus christ yeah it's called romance killer uh basically High school girl, because, you know, no anime takes place with anybody of uh, uh, 18 or older. Um, <laughs> high school girl uh, who is obsessed with video games, uh, chocolate, and her cat. Um, cats in general, but mostly specifically her cat. Uh, gets home from school, wants to play her new game, and it ends up being a really weird fucking romance game that she was not expecting in any way. And then this weird little, like, squishy little yellow wizard dude pops out of the screen and is like, Hey, the population of Japan is in decline. We need you to fall in love and make babies. Um, (laughs) No joke. That's the point of the whole plot of the show. Uh, So he, yeah, the little wizard dude uh, proceeds to set up situations and options for her uh, to create romances. And um, in doing so, he makes it so she is unable to play video games, uh, eat chocolate, or have her cat or any cat around her um, because it's just <laughs> distractions for her. Um, and I'm oh, thinking, man. I'm like, that's fucked up. Uh, but yeah, it is fucking adorable. Um, she, the, through the entire series, it's only 12 episodes. Uh, I think I'm 
I'm nine episodes in. I would have been finished today, but fucking Netflix was like, we're having an issue with this title, specifically this title. You can't watch any more of this title. I'm like, no, I'm almost <laughs> done. Um, but no, it, it's fucking adorable. It is just ridiculous enough. Um, I think, because we've talked about, there are certain like romance anime kind of things, rom-com anime that go a little bit too much into fan service bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I think, hits just on the line sometimes, every once in a while. Uh, and, uh, you know, more acceptable than other things. Um, it's no Horimiya, that's for sure. That shit was just straight perfection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's like romance anime of the... Is that is that what it's considered? Romance anime? Slice of, it's not really a slice of life. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's, it's a romance-centric slice of life. Yes, it's romance focused. Hori Mi is good because it's people behaving like people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and this one, it's you know, there's a little weird little multi-dimensional wizard that are that's fucking with shit. So who knows? Um, but no, it's cute. I I recommend it. Like I said, it's only twelve episodes. How it ends, I don't know. Fuck you, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, Kim and I have been going to see a lot of movies lately. Um, mm. This weekend, we only saw one. Uh, last weekend, we did a double feature uh, of Glass Onion and The Menu. Um, highly recommend both. Glass Onion is the sequel to uh, Knives Out. My mind blank there. Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Um, unfortunately, it is no longer in theaters. It was only in theaters for a week because Netflix only wanted to put it in theaters for a week for some reason. Uh, it will be on Netflix uh, December 23rd, 23rd or 24th, I believe. Um, I don't fucking know. They, I think they put it in theaters just so they could get... It could be there and be like, hey, we can be nominated for shit now. Um, I, highly, I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh it Kim and I were talking about it earlier. Um, it plays with stuff that you would normally expect to happen in uh, movies like that. Um, you saw Knives Out, right? No, actually. You never saw Knives Out? No. Nate! <laughs> I never saw Knives Out. Get your life together! <laughs> That'll be my challenge for our next podcast: is to watch <laughs> Knives Out. Uh, is it? I hope it's on. What's it on? Let's see. Knives Out streaming. Let's see if it's on anything. You would expect it to be on YouTube or Netflix, but it's not. Um, it is not on. It doesn't need to be on anything. It can be on my hard drive. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> no support this film. Um, Mostly because I want more. I want there to be a forever <laughs> series of these movies until uh, Daniel Craig says, you know what, I'm out. You know what? Uh, hold on. I have a specific amount of movies I want. I want there to be more Benoit Blanc movies than there are Daniel Craig as James Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, five? I guess. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Bond. There's some good... There's like... I, I've enjoyed a Bond. Well, I'm not saying that there aren't good movies. I'm just saying it's not something I've ever been interested in. Yeah, yeah. 
Alright, films. Let's see. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Daniel Craig has done one, two, three, four, five. I think No Ta Time to Die is the last one. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yes, fifth and final portrayal of British MI6 agent. Um, I've seen Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. And then after watching Quantum of Solace, I'm like, I don't want to watch more of these. Because Casino Royale, fun. I enjoyed it. Quantum of Solace was not the greatest. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I hear good things or bad things. I don't remember. Fuck, that's a long wait between movies. Sorry, I just realized Spectre came out in 2020, 2015 and then No Time to Die was 2021. That was the longest break between those movies. Weird. The world is not yeah. enough and Die Another Day were only like three years apart. Hmm. So you didn't watch much weird. you didn't watch much uh 007 growing up? No, not really. Um It just wasn't really a thing I I was ever interested in. The thing for me is like when I was younger, and I'm talking like probably all the way up till like the time I was like twenty five. Um the only things that I were interested in watching were cartoons and anime. Mm. I did not care for any kind of live action television because like everyone I knew in high school was like into sitcoms and everyone was watching friends and other shit like that. And I just didn't care. I didn't want to watch any of that stuff. It didn't appeal to me. I wanted to watch like big robots blow each other up every Saturday morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I, because I was all over the place, because I, obviously, I still love cartoons. That's one of the main thing I consume um, between American and Japanese. Um, but no, because I also grew up with, like, watching TV land and shit. And then, of course, like, yes, I'm white, so friends. Um, it's, I think it's a requirement. You're not allowed to stay white <laughs> if you don't watch friends. Um, well, there it is. We found out the secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, colonize the earth by deleting friends <laughs> oh no but <laughs> you say colonize or decolonize decolonize there you go um yeah but i mean like it was more than just sitcoms because i mean like buffy and angel and those kind of shows even mm -hmm. like supernatural because that fucking lasted for 30 fucking years um no only half of my life it only lasted for half of my life uh, <laughs> um I know people who love Buffy, and I get it. Like, I get it now as an adult. It's like, okay, it's got supernatural stuff in it. It's vampires and shit like that. But mm -hmm. it's also like, I can, at that same time Buffy was out, I could watch something like Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> so, it's like, do I want to watch, like, janky live-action vampire fighting, or do I want to watch really cool animated vampire fighting? <laughs> Why not both? I think that I think that's where you lost out on it, and not just you, because you're talking about people that watch live action shit. There are people that only watch live action shit. There are some oh, yes. people that refuse to watch anime, and like I think that's what I appreciate about the fact that I'm like uh, everything. There's so mm -hmm. much to consume. Why would you limit yourself? No, there's uh, there's definitely something to like there. It just didn't appeal to me necessarily. <laughs> I mean, when I'm yeah, it took the good place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's just the way my brain works, but when I'm watching specifically something action-oriented on screen, and I can tell that a lot of it is fudged for the sake of live action, mm -hmm. that just, like, immediately turns me off to it. 
is it's like I can't. It wasn't until like movies like the Bourne series came out where there was like an actual cinematic focus on let's capture action in the way it actually happens versus let's do 18,000 cuts in the middle of an action yeah. scene so we can hide all the jank. <laughs> oh, you mean like, uh, was it wanted? Was it wanted? What was the movie that you and Dave saw? And there were like eight cuts of, uh, Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. Oh God. I, I think that was a taken movie. What did um, I say? You said wanted. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah. like that movie, but that's a whole other thing. No, there, um, there are well, several like, movies like that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because like I love the transporter movies, and transporter movies, mm -hmm. or at least the first one specifically, the first one didn't really do too much cut wise. I remember it being a lot more smoother. Um, yes, because I mean we also got to witness shit like Old Boy, mm -hmm. uh, which had cuts, but it was like secret cuts. Um, yeah. Man. And then just the entirety of fucking, like, can you imagine, imagine a world where the first ever action movie, like action guy movie you ever mm -hmm. saw was fucking John Wick. Yeah. I mean, that is, I think now, nowadays when we get action movies that are the quality that John Wick is, I mean, it takes a lot going into those movies like john wick isn't a movie that we just made for the sake of making an action movie like you've got keanu reeves who like trains in judo and jujitsu yeah. who went to terran tactical and learned how to do like fast style sports shooting and you know tactical maneuvers and stuff like that like he put a lot of work into himself just to play this character and then the cinematography was like okay let's use all of that let's show all of it on screen all of the time don't cut away from any of it don't you know don't insert a stunt man here or anything like that Keanu is like over 50 now and still doing this so um it, it's insane to think that you know someone put that much work into making a character but i appreciate movies like that more now because it's like you could make john wick there's four John Wick movies. That could be an easy cash and, grab series. <laughs> and we're about to get the first spinoff, too. Yes. With, uh, I think, Anna Diarmas, mm -hmm. who is in Knives Out. Oh, really? That's, we're, fuck, we're already back to Knives Out. That's <laughs> oh, so I, I just thought about that. That means you also didn't really watch many, like, whodunity kind of movies. I didn't. Um, which was odd for me. One of my favorite board games as a kid was Clue. I was about to say, please say you've at least watched Clue. <laughs> um, I did watch Clue once before, but I played a lot of Clue as a kid. Um, Do your hand thing again. <laughs> my, uh, that didn't work that time. No, it did. You that look a lot better. Again. You were so, a smudge. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my mother will no longer play board games with me. <laughs> um, oh, your headphones. <laughs> Oh, my headphones. What? Your headphones. Did my headphones go out? I think my headphones, Your headphones out. must you keep have gone out. Okay. Chris's headphones died, but um, yeah, I played a lot of Clue as a kid. My mom will no longer play board games with me because I kept beating her every time we would play Clue, and especially Monopoly, which was very fun. Um, but no, I didn't watch a lot of whodunit stuff. I didn't watch a lot of live action anything back then. I have people still ragging on me about not watching stuff like Scarface or Godfather. 
no. any of that. Um, don't don't watch that shit. No, I think the the best movie I did watch in that vein was Heat. Um, <laughs> I've heard really good things. So the usually I'm going to watch a movie because it has something that I enjoy in real life in it. Like you mentioned Transporter, right? I enjoy Transporter because Transporter is primarily about driving, and at least in the earlier films, all that was real stunt driving yeah. being done. Um, with Heat, it was more about just sort of the approach behind bank robbery and the fact that you have these guys who are kind of like ex-soldiers who know what to do um, and they use real tactics and like real stuff in that movie to get away from the cops um, or even things like Baby Driver where again we oh. just go back to classic real stunt driving <laughs> so good that um, movie it's so disappointing that there are two, two uh, horrible people in it um, yes. But uh, I, I enjoy movies that have real world stuff. I enjoy in them. <laughs> so okay, you said you did watch Clue. Do you remember liking Clue? I don't remember enough of Clue to even okay. remember if I liked it. All right, so we're gonna do a movie night. I think mm. we're gonna. We might instate a movie night. Cam, what do you think? A movie night to make Nate watch movies he's never seen before. <laughs> What if it's movies he agrees to? I'm not gonna make him watch like, I like I'm not gonna make him watch something like Violent Night. I mean, if it's movies I don't agree to, I just don't have to come over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, you loved Clue, the game, and oh yeah, we're watching Clue. We, yeah, <laughs> Clue is now one of Kim's favorite movies. What do you mean now? I don't remember you watching it before. Us. I had seen it before. Oh, had you? Flames? Okay. I didn't remember if you knew the flames before. <laughs> um, wait, you had, there was something else you had mentioned that I was like, that one too. In the same no. similar vein. Have you I seen don't... Rocky Horror? No, I have not seen Rocky Mate! Horror. Mate! <laughs> Kim, Kim just made the mic peak. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I haven't right, watched yeah, Rocky Horror. It. We're doing it. Okay, we're going to come up with a list, and we'll have you go through and approve it first. Uh, okay. Yeah. Have you watched Drumline? <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I've watched Drumline. <laughs> In the same veins that you can't watch Friends and Be White, you we're cannot watch Drumline and Be Black. Hold on, I can't. You're both at the same time. Sorry. We're he, taking Nate to see a Shadowcast record. No, I won't even go see come that. Come on. Oh, my God. Don't. I don't, don't know what a shadow cast is, but okay. It, basically, it's if it's the people that like quote and throw things and do shit. At they theater. actually uh, play act it out on like in front of the screen. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. First, watch it without that at yeah. the very yeah. least. Yeah. Um, no, Nate said that it's how you have to, if you don't watch Friends, you can't be white. You have if you don't watch Drumline, you can't be black. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of my favorite movies. That movie was fucking really amazing. It's uh, just, <laughs> now, now it's even more hilarious in context because there is a line where the character goes to find like his dad, and his mm. dad's working at like the subway station in New York, and he says, "I ain't got all these kids running around," and it's that comes out of Nick Cannon's oh mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go now. Okay, I love you. <laughs> but, uh... All right, let me make a second separate page. <laughs> movies for Nate to be subjugated. No, I'm not. He's Nate's seen Donnie Darko. 
Oh. Yes, I've seen. Donnie I was gonna Darko. say Nate was Nate was emo in high school. Did I? I wasn't emo in high school. I just had a very emo girlfriend in high school who made me watch Donnie Darko. Nate, you weren't emo in high school. No. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Quite. I didn't have enough money to be emo in high school. Um. You can be broken emo. That's actually a part of the thing. Let's see. Uh, hold on. No. Um. No. There is a movie. I don't know. Well, if we're talking about action movies, there is. Did you you like Kung Fu Hustle, right? Oh, I fucking love that, and I'm so excited for the second one. All right, then we should watch another movie, a little-known movie that came on Netflix years ago that I still love, called Bunraku. Oh, Boon. Okay, I thought you were about to say that other stupid, uh, no, ninja future cyber boy, whatever the fuck that <laughs> no. movie was. Uh, no, Bunraku. No, we're not watching Neza because that that sucks. <laughs> All right, I can't remember any other movies right now. It's just Knives Out, Clue, and Rocky Horror. <laughs> Um, oh, you've seen Hardcore Henry too, haven't you? Uh, I haven't, but I think it was because I just never got a chance to watch it. It's on Netflix now. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of Netflix has added a lot of shit that I'm like, oh fuck, I can watch this now. Bullet Train, I missed it in theaters and it's already on Netflix. Because mm-hmm. um, Bullet Train is like up my alley of, of some of my favorite kind of uh, action, where it's like action with m- nonsensical plot. In, like, in a fun, stupid way, not, like, uh, taken completely seriously throughout the entire thing, but it still makes no sense whatsoever. Um, although I do love Skyscraper, so, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have a collection of movies that we'll have to sit down and watch together. Okay. <laughs> well, dude, we got that. Um, speaking of movies that we have watched, though, like, Glass Onion sequel to Knives mm-hmm. Out. Highly recommend. First of all, fucking watch Knives Out if you have not. Um, it's not like there's any spoilers in between. It's just I think the, fir- the first one's better. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I still want to see more of this world and his his stories and shit. I think it's really well done. Um, after that, we saw the menu, which is, is uh, it's more of an it, closer to an indie movie i don't think it's oh it's a searchlight film um one of the fox searchlight films that was still i think being made before the swap over maybe um mm-hmm. but that is a fun murder movie that's the best way to describe it without giving too much away um because you know those are fun murder movies is a, is is it's a issue there's a genre is a genre uh if you like, really, that one, I feel like, if you're a fan of Anya Taylor-Joy or Ralph Fiennes, is that his name? Fucking Voldemort. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, but today, today we saw what has now immediately become one of my favorite Christmas movies. One of my favorite Christmas movies instantly. It's a Christmas classic instantly for me. For you and many people out there, God no. You will hate this movie. Um, think if we got a Santa Claus movie that was part Die Hard, part Home Alone, part like Bloodfest, uh, I guess is the best way to describe it. I don't know. All I know is that 
Santa's in the middle of doing his his yearly, you know, deliveries, uh, and mm. gets caught up in a hostage situation, and has to murder his way through to save this family. <laughs> hmm. uh, Santa, being played by everyone's favorite, uh, fuck, I've been saying his name all all day. Harbor. Why is it that? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt you for a second. Why are you interrupting me? Because my quilt is in here somewhere and I can't get it out. It's only because it's your blankets. No. Kim has this curse where all of their blankets, they can like touch it, walk away, come back. It's so twisted up that they don't know how to get into it. Um, <laughs> they just did laundry and now both blankets, it has been consumed by the other blanket. Is it actually in there? I don't know. <laughs> it's what in the there. fuck? How is it in there? I wish that this was on camera because this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, it somehow, <laughs> it literally like somehow con- got consumed by the other blanket. I just mm. need you to see that. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright, I love you. Okay, we're good. David Harbour (laughs) plays plays actual Santa Claus. It's not like Mall Santa or anything like this. This is actual Santa Claus. Uh, You know that because right off the bat, you're introduced to him being drunk at a bar, kind of giving up on children, I guess, Um, Mm -hmm. and like the whole Christmas spirit thing in general. it is so ridiculous. It doesn't know. It it no. It knows exactly what it's doing. It doesn't take itself serious in any way, in my opinion. I don't know. Some people might say it is. Um, the the list of Chekhov guns, Chekhov's guns, check check guns, throughout this movie, like in the first, I think, ten minutes, you're like, oh, this is gonna happen with that, something's gonna happen with this, this is gonna lead to that, that you're like, I can't wait to see the payoff for this. Um, like, specifically, there's a scene that a candy cane is placed, and I am excited to see what that candy cane is used for later. Um, <laughs> and then it does get used, and I'm very happy with the payoff. Um, do not see this if you do not like blood. It is a very bloody movie. Uh, some of the best <laughs> incidents. We're just going to say incidents because they're not direct direct attacks technically. Um, very bloody, very bloody. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, if it, it it like has enough holiday spirit, as dumb as it sounds, uh, that it it does feel like a really good Christmas m- movie to me. Um, like better than most Christmas movies that I've seen recently. To be honest, Kim and I have a thing where now we watch every year. On Netflix, we go through, like, their new Christmas catalog of shit. And when I say shit, I mean shit. Um, <laughs> and, like, this, uh, again, I'm like, this This felt so much more Christmassy than anything else I've watched in the last Christmas year. Um, mm. Fuck, I forgot something that both of us hopefully have watched. Did we talk about Guardians Holiday Special? No. Have you watched Guardians Holiday Special? I have not. <laughs> All right, we won't talk about it then. Um, but no, I fucking man, can I just say again? No, no 
not supported, but hey, we would gladly take the ad support. We love you. Um, AMC theaters with A-list. Goddamn. I'm so happy I have this shit. <laughs> because, like, there are certain movies. I, to be honest, all these movies I wanted to see anyway. Um, but if it weren't for A-list, I wouldn't see as many, like, dumb action movies as I do nowadays. Um, I, there, I had seen it already, but the trailer for Cocaine Bear played before this. Holy shit. That movie is going to be so stupid, and you are coming with me. I am. That is the only movie I'm forcing you to come see with me because Dave's not going to see that. Kim won't see it, so he won't take you, and I can't. I don't have Kim to take. So just meet me at the movies Thursday night when that comes out, and we will see the movie. Uh, <laughs> I guess now that we're fucking. Oh, I guess not really an hour. I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, oh, that's right. There's a lot of stuff I have to cut around. Um, I guess we should talk about video games now. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Nate, what have you been playing? Well, of course, I've been playing Dark Tide, um, which you just learned has officially launched on Game Pass. <laughs> yes. Well, I've been playing it on PC. I played it in its beta release on PC. We got a couple rewards in the game for that. Uh, I think it's yeah head armor or head pieces basically all the armor is cosmetic anyway but head stuff for all four classes in the game you get a unique uh, little icon banner for being in the beta um <clears throat> but uh it's at official launch now they've added some new um mission types um as well as a really really sometimes frustrating sometimes not so frustrating enemy, depending on how you play around it. Um, so everyone knows the witch from Left 4 Dead, which mm -hmm. is like, okay, don't look at her, don't turn your flashlights on, sneak past her, don't shoot her, just don't fuck with the witch, because she's going to just auto-down a team member, and there's not much you can do about it. Um, well, 40k Darktide added the demon host, which functions very much like the witch at first. So a demon host in 40k is, of course, a basically a person that's been possessed by a demon from the warp. Um, and when you get near them, you can hear them sort of talking to themselves and whispering and all kinds of things, just like the witch did in Left 4 Dead. Um, it is very much like, look at them for like a second, like bump into them, shoot at them, do anything near them, and they're going to wake up and start tearing your whole party into an asshole. <laughs> um it isn't like an auto down like it used to be, but they can kill you very, very quickly, yeah. especially on the higher difficulties. Um, and they have a lot of health, and they're very tough to bring down. Um, there are certain times where it's like just like in Left 4 Dead. Like if you're playing on easy difficulty, maybe okay to fuck with the demon host. Who knows? You even get an achievement for killing one in a game. <laughs> um, but uh, on the higher difficulties, it's very much like avoid at all cost because yeah. this is gonna this is more than likely going to ruin your entire run. If not immediately, you've already taken enough damage and wasted enough time that you just you have no resources to get through the rest of the mission successfully. Is there a way to like one shot it in any way? No, no, okay. none of the weapons. I mean, I just started. Currently, I'm playing a preacher, um, which is sort of like the melee focus class in the game. Um, my preacher now has a thunder hammer and I've tested this out. You have a place, you, a little test chamber you go to called the Psychonium. And as you level up, it spawns, uh, newer enemies in there, stuff that you've 
probably fought at the difficulty level you're supposed to be playing at. Um, the toughest enemy I can hit is coated in what's called carapace armor, which is basically armor that's damn near impossible to penetrate with guns. Um, and most melee weapons won't even penetrate it. So I use my power, uh, I use my thunder hammer, which has an activate ability. So I activate it and it kind of charges up the hammer for a bigger hit, more or less. <laughs> I have another ability on there, which launches me forward and empowers my melee hit. I can knock out with that and a combo. I can knock down that big ass motherfucker and Ogren in like full body armor in like two hits. <laughs> I basically charge it up, wind up a heavy attack, charge in, bonk, and then activate and bonk again, like, as quickly as I can. Double <laughs> and bonk. that thing's dead. Yes. For the Demon Host, I remember launching somewhere between five and six charge attacks at this thing. First of all, it's very difficult to hit because it teleports all over the fucking place. <laughs> and um, second of all, when I do hit it, I take away, like maybe maybe a sixth of its health so it's just me fighting it like okay i can i can hit it like six times and it's dead right but you have to get everybody in cohesion to do this and the game has a mechanic called coherency so your little toughness bar recharges when you're closer to your teammates every special type of enemy in this game is designed to disrupt that coherency to push your teammates further and further away from each other um and this thing, because of the way it moves, because of the fact that it's teleporting from player to player, makes it damn near impossible to stay in coherency and, like, focus fire on this thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you have some of the strongest weapons in the game, if everybody's on top of it ready to go, there's no way to one-shot it. And like I said, this is not like The Witch, where it's like, you can glance at it and you have some time. This is like, look at it for a second, and you've woken up the demon host. <laughs> um so, very difficult enemy. But beyond that, they did add some stuff to the game. Um, of course, new mission types. The Demon Host, yes. Um, they added a actual currency shop. It's not a pay-to-win mechanic or anything like that, but it is cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, some people, of course, were upset by that. There's, like, two sets for each character. Um and then there's also little cosmetics like weapon skins and things like that you can purchase. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still working on a lot of features on it. The upgrade system isn't entirely finished yet. So for anybody who's been destroying gear, you probably shouldn't do that because eventually you're going to be breaking it down into materials you can actually use. Um, they did make probably the best change they made so far was increasing the amount of Ordo dockets, which is the regular in-game currency and experience you gain from uh, higher difficulty missions. Before they were just way too low to even be worth it. Now they're actually at a right amount. Um, but past that, because um, I've talked a lot about 40k here, but uh, I also saw that Gungrave Gore, which is sort of a new Gungrave game, <laughs> the last Gungrave game came all the way back in the PS2 days, um, released on Game Pass, I downloaded it, I played it for like 15 minutes, and then immediately stopped playing it. <laughs> I can't um, understand why, Nate. The tutorial level. I mean, if you get bored on the tutorial of a game, you know there's something wrong here. The game is like teaching me to play, and I'm already not having fun. First of all, the game is about shooting stuff, and somehow this game has made 
is like the perfect way of making third person shooting feel really fucking bad. Oh. Um, there is, you have these like massive pistols and it feels like it takes like 20 shots to bring that down. Like the average bad guy. Um, the movement is very, very static and very weird looking. Uh, the melee combat that it does give you in the game is like a three hit combo. That's very basic and you can in no way expand upon that. Um, this game looks like it wants to be devil may cry, but has none of the flair the devil may cry does. There's no way to like string together cool combos or anything like that. You have a heat meter that builds up and the best way to build that up is just by shooting a lot of stuff as quickly as possible. And most of the time you're just strafing back and forth and doing that. There's, there's no, there's no appeal to this anymore. Um, and I knew it was going to be bad when before the game starts, you are inundated with like a three minute cutscene That's just backstory on characters and like the world you're in. It's one girl narrating, and I swear to God, she repeats a line while she's doing it. <laughs> um, Better or worse not, than um, Azure, Azure, Azure's, what is it? Azure's Wrath. Yeah. It's definitely worse than Azure's Wrath. At the very least, Azure's Wrath dialogue is goofy enough to get you through it. It is very anime and very unashamed of that. Gungrave is trying to be something that it's not. Um which is a video game. It is trying to be a video game, and it is not one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no, it, it's it's all around bad. I now I understand fully why this was released on Game Pass, but I do not expect. Oh, hey, that's not. Are you trying okay. to belittle Game Pass right there? No, it's not a diss to Game Pass. It's a diss to this game. Um. But no, I, I would expect under no circumstances, if anyone saw like a review of this game, if anyone saw any gameplay footage of this, you wouldn't spend a single fucking cent on this. Yeah. This game could literally be priced at one penny and you'd be like, no, it needs to be free. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't think there's ever been an anime game that I've been like, I need to buy or spend money on. I will admit the new One Piece Odyssey, I'm mm-hmm. on the fence, maybe, possibly. Um, but beyond well, that, I'm like, meh. I mean, that being said, like, anime video games don't have to be garbage. I mean, we've gotten good anime games in the past. Yeah. The all Naruto of the... fighting games, I don't play them, but people love them. I was going to say, all oh. the old school, I mean, even Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Fighters, yeah. I don't know which one it's Dragon Ball Fighter Z, fucking Budokai, everyone yeah. played Budokai. Back in the day, all the Budokai, Tenkaichi, all that <laughs> shit. Yes. So, there have been good anime games and even games that are anime adjacent or take their inspiration from anime like Tatsunoko that one may cry Cap- and Bayonetta. <laughs> I was going to say Tatsunoko versus Capcom. <laughs> yes. Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Um, game is yeah, not Grand Grave Gore is just it's it's absolute garbage. I, I would recommend this to anybody. Do not waste your time on this at all. Um, but the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I've been playing that with our previous podcast co-host Dave um, and our buddy Reed. Um, now here's a question. It. Did somebody buy it for you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, I did unfortunately give Blizzard my money for this game, but I really wanted to play Diablo, and Diablo 4 is still very much a way off. Diablo 3, I've beaten. It's meh. It's whatever. Um... <laughs> No, Diablo 2 um, is a fun game. The resurrected version does add a lot of upgrades to it, not only graphically, but quality of life-wise. Um, 
and it's still a fun game to play. Um, that being said, this game is much more build focused, and if you do what I did, which is fuck up your build all the way up to level 14 and respec too early, because you only get one free respec in this game, and then after that you have to do some ridiculous shit to respec again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just decided to start a whole new character, but now we're on, we are collectively on Act 4 of the game. We are actually almost finished. Oh, wow. Um, so, it's been fun playing it. We uh, blew through a lot of quests really quickly, but uh, I'm playing a paladin and I'm having a lot of fun just spamming flying hammers everywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fun game. Uh, if you want Diablo, do I recommend buying this game? No, because uh, fuck Blizzard right now. But um, you know, if you're if you're really hankering for your Diablo fix, you can probably find a way to make old Diablo 2 compatible on PC still. So just in large air quotes, obtain a copy of Diablo 2. <laughs> um, I mean, even without the air quotes, you're still obtaining it. Yes. Um, but yeah, fun. Anyway, you played a lot more Pokemon Violet, so talk about that. <laughs> I thought you had one more thing. No. Okay. Oh no, you did talk about Gungrave. It was just so shitty that we wouldn't buy it. <laughs> um, really, the only thing I wanted to bring up with uh, Violet is I, I'm nowhere near end-game content because I take forever to play Pokemon games. Um, uh, I have finished... I've beaten all the different Titan Pokemon. Um, I am six out of eight gym badges in. I've only beaten two of the, the Team Star members or whatever. Um, but thankfully i guess is what i should be saying nintendo did put out a new update um for the game that has fixed some stability issues uh i the only real thing i can point out in that that i have noticed so far knock on particle board um i have not had any game crashes since the update uh prior to that i've had multiple game crashes um, which sucks. There was one that crashed, and I, it actually lost me 45 minutes of gameplay. Um, mm. Which, to be honest, is rare, because there's so much that you do that auto-saves in that game. Um, but I just so mm -hmm. happened to... it was I was just traveling. I didn't fight anybody. I was just traveling, exploring. Um, and I flew off the cliffside of one place, landed in town, and as I touched ground, it was like unexpected error the system the, uh, the program has closed or whatever i'm like well fuck um mm. so i lost that but then did the update and since then have not had any issues uh i actually today before we did went out to see the movie i um one of my biggest things that it bugs me and i feel like we've talked about i talked about this last time they removed sorting from your boxes your pokemon boxes so mm -hmm. you used to be able to sort by like name, number, whatever bullshit like that um, in one of the more recent games. I can't remember which one, mm -hmm. but they removed it. And now my boxes had gotten to the point that I'm like, I have too much, po too many Pokemon. Let me fix this. Let me try and organize this. So I am actually, while I was watching um, Orville, I got back and started watching some Orville today. Um, I was just organizing my Pokemon by their, the, the, Pal Paladian, Palladian, Paladia. What is this fucking area? Um, 
Pokedex <laughs> in the order of the new Pokemon. Uh, so I've been going through that very slowly because goddamn it takes forever. Because um, mm-hmm. I think there's so many like quality of life issues that they have fixed, and then some that I'm like, why can't you just let me select these eight Pokemon? Let me click a button, bring them from this box to this box, and you just find the holes. You don't have mm-hmm. to be like, because it's like, oh, you grab two Pokemon. If there are not two empty spots on this next page, you cannot place that. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't even take that one Pokemon and shift it off to the other page. That would make it, that would even be easier. Um, this is really weird because Pokemon Go has this feature. And I was talking about Diablo. And while Diablo doesn't let you sort things by type, it mm. does just have a button you click to sort your inventory into the most yeah. compact grid it can fit in. <laughs> there is no sorting whatsoever. And if there is, and I'm somehow missing it, I'm going to say bullshit. I'm going bullshit. <laughs> like, I will even... Let me Google it right now. I mean, it's really... Because in Go, you can sort by number, name, type, all that stuff. I sort by name because it's just easy to browse Pokemon that way. You just A to Z your Pokemon, but... <laughs> This is yeah, no. This, this is, sounds like a big missing feature. Yeah, and it's it's just something that I feel like it always has been an issue for so many Pokemon games. And then I felt like they were like, "Hey, here's more. We fixed it. We made it better." But no, not anymore. And hmm. it's super fucking obnoxious. I'm sure it is. I would not. I don't know. I I do plan on getting Scarlet soon. Um, I did say I was going to play it. I'm just putting it off because I haven't touched my Switch in forever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's so many unfinished games I have on Switch. But um, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to play it soon. If it's, I, I realize one of the reasons that I even got a Switch in the first place is, yes, because of Nintendo, but also because I can play everything in my bed. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> um, which sounds like I'm a lazy ass, but I am a lazy ass, and so... <laughs> <laughs> I just need what I need is oh, I just thought about it because I can't just do it locally. Maybe you can do it local without having to pay for the internet subscription stuff. But I just need a like a borrowed copy so I can get the other two starters. Because mm-hmm. surprise trade, while I love it, it is still just filled with trash. I haven't gotten anything good in forever, and I've been like just sending out duplicates of later level or later later stage Pokemon that I've had that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just send this out because I think. The way that it works is if you are traded a Pokemon, mm-hmm. its level doesn't matter. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I know I, the only reason I say is because I got a cloth that was like mm-hmm. 10, 10 levels above where my badge worked and it never had any issues fighting anything. Mm-hmm. I actually used, well, I used it to take down the Titan version of the cloth, which I thought was funny because <laughs> their moves were super effective against each other. Mm-hmm. I would expect any system that relies on random sort of gifting of anything like that, I would expect it mostly to be filled with trash. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned when you had mentioned this feature, I mentioned our last podcast, how Forza Horizon 5 has this system where you can gift cars to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time someone like responds to your gift by giving you a thank you or whatever, you get a little kudos thing doesn't add up to anything but you get a number that basically says hey this is how many gifts you've given and this yeah. is how many people enjoy those gifts and so i have <laughs> over 650 cars in forza horizon 5 That's cars <laughs> because there are over like 800 cars in the game total um 
I have gifted, I've gotten almost 150 kudos now just from gifting cars. Some of them are just garbage stuff that you get close to the start of the game. Um, there really is no way to just unlock cars automatically, but they give you three starter car options and you get them all no matter what you pick regardless. <laughs> um, but a lot of the rewards I've gotten and stuff like that from doing the seasonal stuff has largely been duplicate cars, so I gift those to people. And uh, whenever I get a gift, which happens very rarely now, um, nine times out of ten, it's something I already have. <laughs> so that car gets immediately regifted. <laughs> but, uh, no, I would expect a system like the whole Wonder Trade or whatever it's called now to be filled with trash. <laughs> I mean, the Beedoof meme is still out there for the older Pokemon games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. It's there's a, there's a chance you'll get something good, but I doubt it. Yeah, it, you know, it like it's one of those. I think the longer you wait, the better it'll get because you do hit a point that it's so much, uh, so many people shiny hunting. So it's a whole bunch of people putting out the level ones of of their like, um, their breeding pile basically. <laughs> yes. Now what I'm wondering is, so. One of the things that always annoyed me about Pokemon is that when the games are released in sets like this, you know, two games at a time, there's certain Pokemon that are exclusive to one game and certain Pokemon that are exclusive to another game. I already yeah. know that applies to the two cover legendaries, right? And that applies here. Now, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this new system takes the entire pool of both games and sticks them together? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good, because... That means now I can get Pokemon from the other game without purchasing that game. <laughs> yeah. Also, Nate, if you get it, I have Violet. You're going to get Scarlet. I, <laughs> I'm not even attempting to get any of the, the other Pokemon until you, somebody I know plays it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, oh, if you get it, fucking just trade with me. Well, there we go. But, uh, yeah, anything more about Violet so far besides the sorting nonsense? No, that's just it. Uh, you know, it like I'm gonna keep playing it. It's not. It's not a bad game. Uh, like I said, I fucking love it. It's probably the best Pokemon game in years. Um, even though it's fucking shitty as fuck. Uh, <laughs> it, it's you know, it can be both. It can be both. Um, okay. Speaking of uh, shitty as fuck people, um, a less shitty news thing happened with Blizzard, didn't it, Nate? Yes. So, let me actually click on the link so I can get things from the actual article this time. Yeah, the rest of the stuff I'm going to talk about is literally just quick blurbs. Yeah. I'm even going to open articles. It's more of like, hey, guess what? Yeah, so, speaking of Diablo, um, Blizzard Albany is a studio that produces Diablo, and their QA team just vo voted 14-0 to zero to unionize. Um, they are... The Game Workers Alliance Albany. Um, if everything goes the way it's supposed to, they're going to be represented by the Communication Workers of America. And then the negotiation process will officially start, basically, mm -hmm. um, between Communication Workers of America and Activision Blizzard. Um, they're looking for contract to address those key issues of things like pay, overtime, and health benefits. One of the shittiest things to come out of the story is before this voting took place in typical corporate fashion, um, 
Activision Blizzard did engage in several intimidation tactics to try to dissuade people from unionizing everything from... I mean, everything from just plain old harassment to telling them that officially organizing would lead to lower pay raises. Um, So I'm sure that's going to come up in their contract. Um, But... An official quote from one of the organizers here, it says, it took an unbelievable amount of work and perseverance to move this fight forward. Blizzard Associate Test Analyst Amanda Deep said in a press release, with this victory, we're advocating for ourselves and for each other because we care deeply about our work and the games we make. Organizing has empowered all of us to fight hard for the dignity and respect of every worker. Sorry, dignity and respect every worker deserves on the job. Um, we are considering all options with a focus on what is best for all employees and to provide the best games for millions of players. So very much corporate speak, but mm-hmm. at the heart of organizing is, hey, we're getting screwed over by a company we agreed to work for to the point of unfairness. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people like to clap back at the idea of organizing and unionizing and saying, well, if you don't want to work there, just go find another job and... Of course, the meme from Always Sunny pops up all the time, <laughs> but um, it's also like, hey, people don't get into making video games because they just need a job. Yeah, It takes, I know this from experience, that it takes a lot of work to get into any position in game development, period. Um, it is years of college. It is years of building a portfolio and years of putting your work out there for people to see. Um, and then having to deal with just the general negativity that comes from that alone. Um, but then to get picked up by like a developer of video games that you've loved for years and years, like Activision Blizzard, and then realize that their work culture is absolute garbage and that the executives will treat you like crap because they want to make their money. Um, you know, what, what choice do you have left at that point? You can quit your job and hope that you get in somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but you know, the better option in this case has been to unionize, which is what all these employees are doing. Um, this is mirrored all across, all across the country now. I mean, the Starbucks unionization has always been a big news story that's still, still going on. Um, and we just had the rail workers, um, thing happen. So, um, chances are, (laughs) well, Chances are, unfortunately, our administration decided to just say, hey, that, that thing you're going to do, that strike you're going to do is, is illegal now. And so they may just have to do a wildcat strike instead. Yep. Um, but beyond that, I mean, this is a good thing for the industry. I want people to sort of understand that is this is a good thing for the industry. This is, it's going to have a pain period, but unless the publishers go full scab and just hire anybody for any amount of money. Um, if the union, if the workers are able to effectively organize and negotiate equitable contracts with these executives at these game companies, chances are at the end of the day, in the long term, what we're going to get is better quality games because of it, because they won't be subjected to nonsense like crunch. They won't be subjected to these overbearing hours with limited pay where they just stay in the office forever and basically live there and then still get paid their regular salary for it. Um, so I don't know. All I can really say is I, I hope that this continues. I hope that this inspires people on the heels of other big publishers and big developers to consider doing this themselves. 
Um, and hopefully it turns out better for the people who actually make the games we like to play, not just the people in charge of selling those games. Um, but yeah, fun little story. And beyond that, um, the next sort of big news story I picked up on the last two weeks is there is a bill in Australia now. Um, and there are other countries that have done this, like Belgium and the Netherlands. Um, but one politician in Australia put towards a bill that is going to basically make it so if you have loot boxes in your game, they have to very explicitly be marketed towards adults. Um, they cannot be marketed towards children anyway, and in extreme cases may not even be able to be sold to children. Mm-hmm. Like there will be age verification with loot box purchases. Um but this is because places like Belgium and the Netherlands have decided once and for all that loot boxes are a form of gambling. You are paying real world money to take a chance at getting something in a game. And in this case, it's a lot worse than real world gambling because you're getting something which has no real monetary value anymore. Um, I don't want to get into like, (laughs) yes. So here's the thing about this. And I've seen this pop up multiple times at this point. I get it. I understand it. I fully support not targeting children. That, 1,000%. Um, one, this I this is just saving them legally. Um, but companies, to be honest, if you put loot boxes in, say, only adults can buy this, guess what? Kids are still going to find a way of doing this. Like, you put age verification in, in front of things, mm-hmm. that's not hard to fake. Also, it just takes a kid going to a parent and be like, hey, buy this for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, think, because obviously, hopefully it'd be more age verification than just, hey, type in your birthday. Um, Which, you know, most websites, that's all it is. Or it's a, are you 18 or older? And you say yes. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. we definitely didn't look at porn online until we were 18. (laughs) Um, but then the the other side of it is like the the whole gambling thing on it. We've talked about mm-hmm. it before. When it comes to blind box stuff in general, mm-hmm. no matter what, you are getting something. You are getting a return in some way on the money you spend. Is it always something you want? No. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess technically by some, if if the rules of gambling are. It only counts. It only doesn't count as gambling if you're always getting something you want. I guess I don't know. Because uh, mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, you don't get anything, you still get something. Yeah. You're no well, matter what, you're always getting something in return. You aren't putting money in and then being like, thank you. No. <laughs> that is true. I mean, and we, we know we've what... talked ad nauseum about that. <laughs> that was like the first fucking decade of podcasts. Yeah. Um, but we we know what spurred this on, though, right? Is the loot box controversy started with Overwatch for real? Yeah. Like that's when it really kicked off because more and more kids were playing Overwatch and more and more kids were purchasing loot boxes. And sort of the big kick in the nuts with those loot boxes in Overwatch One is you could roll loot boxes, get duplicates of what you had, and you didn't even get enough currency to get anything else. You had to get like ten of those duplicates to yeah. get anything else. <laughs> um that's where sort of the real problem came in. But 
Um, I don't have the full text of the build here, and of course I'm not going to re read all that, but here's just some stuff that sort of classifies the build here. Um, loot boxes are features of interactive games containing undeclosed items that can be purchased with real currency. We know that. Um, but here's where sort of the kicker comes in. For example, a loot box might contain a particular character, additional playtime, or access to levels and game maps. As the rewards contained within these loot boxes can offer competitive advantage within the game, they carry significant value for players and may hold resale value. So this bill is pretty much stating like, hey, we know that there are accounts out there that say, for example, do purchase a bunch of loot boxes, and then the owner of that account will sell that account to somebody for real-world money as a return on investment. Yeah. Um, but as far as Australia is concerned, their rating system here, it says this bill remedies this by requiring the classification board to consider loot boxes when classifying a game. Further, the board must set a minimum classification of R18 plus or RC for games containing this feature, which will restrict children from purchasing and playing these games. So the way they're doing this is at least for physical copies of a game, right? Just like we have the ESRB here in the United States, mm -hmm. is if you go and you see that game on a game shelf, it's going to have an 18 plus rating on it, meaning that you can't purchase that game if you don't have an ID to show somebody. <laughs> um, so that is how they at least attend, at least going to attempt to mitigate some of the problem. Um, the, the debate about this has been going on forever. Um, you know, some people love loot boxes, some people love microtransactions, some people can't stand them. Oddly enough, I, I think it almost lines up with how long we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of started this podcast around the time that that became a big thing. Yeah. Um, and in earlier episodes, I mean, we know I went on hour-long rants about microtransactions and games. I, I come from an old-school world where I believe, even if there were... I've learned to tolerate microtransactions, and I'm at the point where even if there are microtransactions in the game, there should be an alternative method towards earning that item or that cosmetic or whatever it may be right Fortnite. i hate to yeah. say it we <laughs> i know we we are not we we like Fortnite to a certain mm -hmm. extent uh Fortnite is a good way is it perfect no does it still require a lot of time to get the money that the in-game currency to then buy the things yes sure can you buy buy it straight outright without having to do that also yes um that is why I actually really like the Fortnite uh, way of doing things. Um, yeah. I mean, Fortnite gives you the option, and you have the Battle Pass, which is like 10 bucks a season. The yeah. seasons last forever, so and it's not... And now that, you can earn in-game currency to pay for your Battle Pass. My brother, yeah. the first, like, three seasons or whatever, he I think he paid for the first season, rolled currency into the next couple of seasons. Um, there we go. And you can still do that with their new battle pass system. You can still do that. You can still unlock V bucks on the battle pass, and you should have enough if you complete the entire thing mm -hmm. to, you know, re up for the next season. Um, Call of Duty did that similarly with their battle pass, at least in the original Modern Warfare. They haven't kept that up with the Modern Warfare too, unfortunately. Um, but again, I mean, if it's a game you like playing and you play it frequently, I can see spending 10 bucks on a battle pass, for example. What I really can't justify is spend $25 to get a collection of loot boxes that may have duplicates in them, and you won't even have enough currency to get another loot box, even if you roll all 25 of them. <laughs> um, 
that's it's so sorry it's really funny that we ended up talking about season pass stuff because mm-hmm. uh kotaku literally has a best and worst battle passes of 2022 <laughs> and they break it down saying best bang for your buck fortnite only being eight dollars um most improved mm-hmm. apex legends for ten dollars most understanding genshin impact for ten dollars most likely to make you uninstall overwatch 2 for ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> probably uh and then the two that i didn't know um previous the the season pass for halo infinite was ten dollars the last Mm -hmm. season pass was free i didn't realize they had switched to a free model i don't know if this is a forever thing um but uh, that's interesting Uh, and then they gave most unique to call of duty warzone 2.0 slash modern warfare 2 which was ten ten dollars and this is a very interesting looking Mm -hmm. battle pass Um, so this works very much like fortnite is you get coins instead of stars and in Modern Warfare 2. Do you have to... Is it one of those things where you... The paths, you have to unlock the things to get to that? Okay, see, I like that. Yeah. I actually like that kind of content. That, that content drip, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, an it interesting way you, of doing it. It gives you a little bit more freedom in deciding what you unlock. Um, that being said, this is broken up into regions, just like the Fortnite is broken up into pages, and you do have to get everything in one region to unlock yeah. the region adjacent to it. Um, that being said, if you do complete it 100%, you do get a special reward at the end. You unlock the last region of the map and get that those rewards contained within. Um, but yeah, it is pretty unique. As far as the Overwatch 2 one, that is absolutely true. I fucking hate <laughs> Overwatch 2's Battle Pass. It is such a grind. It's ridiculous. Um, that being said, I probably hate Halo. Even if it's free, I hate Halo Infinite's Battle Pass even oh, more. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's, mean. again... All they need to do is make your progression in the battle pass tied to your match performance, not these stupid challenges. Yeah, exactly. Challenges for extra XP, not your sole source of it. <laughs> I wonder if they have updated it, because we haven't gone back to it. Uh, I haven't tried it. I'll have to take a look at it and see how it functions now, but if it functions the same way, Halo Infinite is not a game I'm going to play for a Oh, <laughs> okay. The current battle pass only has 30 tiers and it's completely free because the team wanted to test match XP as new progression system and give frustrated fans some freebies. So they literally listened to us complaining about it and are testing it. So, hey, you want to play some Halo? <laughs> <sighs> Here's the thing. All right, we got to do this. So Lou has not played the campaign. Mm-hmm. Have you played the campaign? Yeah. Okay. You know what's available in the campaign now, right? Come on. Yeah. Do you guys want to do Lasso? No, <laughs> I'm, lasso joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Regular. Lasso and Infinite just... where, where random shit can kill you from halfway across the map. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even gotten all the skulls. I think I'm missing a couple skulls still because I, I never... I'm missing many skulls. I never beat the campaign. I hit a well, point I and then I never campaign, got back to it. But it has no fucking backtracking and skulls are in certain places ah, you can't go back to. It didn't have backtracking in the beginning. It is now back. It is now input oh, onto there. They, they did that like a month after launch. Wonderful. One of the skulls I know is extremely difficult to get because it's protected by two elite hunters. Oh, I am amazed at how I got that one. Um, (laughs) Because the greatest thing that is in this game, in that game, is the force punch, basically. The, like, Mm -hmm. you grappling hook and then bam into them. When you hit hunters, they fly off. 
They don't die. They take mm-hmm. barely any damage. But if you knock one far enough and then go in and sweep, grab the skull, and then just fuck off, no issue at all. I only mm. died four times. <laughs> no issue at all. <laughs> uh, but no, we gotta. I would love to go through. Maybe I should beat it on my own first. I don't know. But um, I would love to play through that with people because that, while Halo Infinite campaign or the 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 uh, multiplayer didn't hold our attention very long not for any anything other than uh, i don't know we just get bored with multiplayer games i feel like um well i tend to not get bored with multiplayer games when there's a reward for playing multiplayer the problem with halo infinite is there was next to no reward for playing that multiplayer see and i guess that's well it's not that i don't enjoy the gameplay in and of itself it's just I need that extra to keep me going. Mm. There's got to be an incentive. Yeah. See, even with the incentive, it doesn't, I don't fucking care. That's, there's so many games that like, I'm like, this is great. I'm done. Um, that's why I don't play. That's why I don't buy call of duty. That's why I only play halo multiplayer usually because guess what? It's free with, <laughs> with, uh, yeah. game pass. Sorry. Game pass. No additional costs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but, I don't know. I like customizing suits of power armor and, Halo has some of the most interesting power armor in any piece of fiction ever. So, <laughs> and I'm glad that they let me just straight up buy the cat hat. <laughs> Didn't have to do anything; just had to give them money, and I had cat ears on my helmet. Yeah, um, so remind me to get you a pair of Razer cat ear headphones. I don't have Razer <laughs> anymore. These are. I know. Hold on, but I can get you. Oh, did I just turn my thing off? No, maybe they are uh, logic. What's the G? They're Logitech. Yeah, okay. Logitech. But no, I can get you... Which makes... I don't even have to get you the headphones, actually. Razer sells little clip-on ears for headphones. Do they work on any? Because I took them off I my wish list. They were on a wish list. I don't know, but it's nothing a little bit of JB Weld can't fix. Oh, so. don't fuck with my... <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> so anyway, beyond all that wonderful shit, um, some really quick 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 news we're not going into articles just bringing up stuff that we've seen or have seen and has come out um first off uh D dungeons and dragons are moving forward no longer using race uh they will be using species um, yes which kind of made sense to begin with why the fuck mm-hmm. has it been race forever race <laughs> usually is more for a single species motherfuckers mm-hmm. You're finally learning what words mean, um, <laughs> which you know is great because I guess you can't be racist if you are, don't have races. Now it's just specious. Um, yes, which is a good move for me because if you read some of the D and D horror stories, I've used characters have literally used that as an excuse to make, or players have used this as an excuse to make racist characters in game. <laughs> cool. Um, now you can still have racists, but they have to be actually racist to other members of the same race wait species species um <laughs> speaking of other things that we talked about earlier fortnite uh had its big event end of end of chapter event nope wait end of season event we're on end season, season yeah we're on season four which i thought we were on season like 47 at this point um <laughs> but season four is, is about to kick off four. i thought it was yeah. chapter i thought it was season four chapter one is where we no. are now. What? Hold on. 
Fortnite. Pretty sure we're on chapter three. Four. I'm pretty sure it's season. Yeah. Chap oh, chapter. That's fucking weird. Okay, whatever. All right, chapter four, season one. Whatever the fuck. Chapter four, um, season one. Okay. No, no, that means you were right. Um, <laughs> you the way you said it, it sounded like you weren't. You didn't think you were right. I'm like, no, no, you're right. Um. So yeah, we got whole new map, new locations. We uh, with the Citadel, Anvil Square, Brutal Bastion, uh, Frenzy Fields. What are these things? Uh, you're gonna have dirt bikes. Gonna have dirt bikes to ride around, do tricks on. Looks adorable. Uh, looks like the the Hulk is coming in in some way. Um, most importantly, oh, you know what? I forgot. There's also drones. They're including drones, which look really cool. Wait, hold on. Hurdle wasn't a thing? I played that game for so long and just now realized hurdling wasn't a thing. I guess hurdling wasn't a thing in Fortnite. <laughs> hurdling was not a thing. You could mantle if you grab like the ledge or something. Yeah. Which not hurdle over anything. You just had to straight up jump over it. So, uh, yeah, now now hurdling is a thing. That's cool. Um, on top of that, they're introducing... I don't fucking care about any of these other weapons except for the <laughs> shockwave hammer. It's, it's the gravity hammer. It's basically mm -hmm. the gravity hammer. You can use it to launch yourself into the air and then smash down a second time. Um, <laughs> but what I was... The main reason that I want to talk about it in any way whatsoever is uh, we are getting... Not exactly sure when. So far, I think the only person in this battle pass that we I can see... Uh, Doomslayer, mm -hmm. um, Geralt, Geralt, Geralt of, of <laughs> that's how you say his hometown, right um, and for all you super, super anime lover people, uh, what some consider the best anime of all time, it's not, I'm sorry, it's, it's good, but it's not like incredible in any way, uh, Deku is, mm -hmm. uh, joining say joining it's just skins but they all have abilities he does a cool fucking like all for one punch mm -hmm. uh sorry one for all punch wait one for all all for once the bad guy um it it's looks fun the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well you know it's, you just... it's like afo and o and ofa and i'm like oh wait one for all all for one um <laughs> Man, the fucking manga, man. Ooh, God damn. I, there's so many things I could talk about on that, but I'm not because, geez, all the spoilers for you anime-only people. Um, that is not being mean. I'm just saying yeah, there's a separate yeah, thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, Fortnite looks fun. I, it, it looks fun enough that I'm like, ooh, maybe I want to get back into Fortnite again. Um, well, good. We can play some Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, we got some cool trailers. We're going to start off with a not video game trailer. I say video game. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go from the worst to the best, in my opinion. <laughs> Is the worst one the one that I put in at the bottom? I mean, I put it in the bottom, too. You just, for some okay. reason, then put it in again, and then we got rid of it, and mm -hmm. we fixed it out. Uh, yes, Transformers. The new Transformers movie. Mm -hmm. Got a trailer. Uh, this is the most excited I've been for a Transformers movie ever because I don't give a <laughs> fuck about regular Transformers. I only care about Beast Wars. No. This is exciting for me because my introduction to Transformers was Beast Wars. Exactly. Nobody fucking cared about <laughs> 2D animated cars. Who likes no, cars? Um, what I can say is during this trailer, what I was most hype about when I watched it was the transformation of Optimus Primal. Mm. And the fact that he looks like Optimus Primal from Beast Wars the show and has the swords and everything. He also has a mace? Is that Doesn't he have a mace at one 
I, can't I don't remember. remember. I'll have to rewatch um, it. The only thing that I didn't like, though, were their beast forms. You got to see Optimus Primal, and you got to see Cheetor. And, first of all, Cheetor is fucking massive. Like, that's not a cheetah. That's, like, cheetah times five. He's larger than the car he's running next to. <laughs> um, well, but size difference between yes. him and uh, Optimus Primal were mm-hmm. always that. It, they they look about mm-hmm. right in, in size to each other. But you also have to remember, they're, you know, we had nothing to compare them to in Beast Wars. <laughs> yes. Um, no, the only thing that, the only other thing I really didn't like was just the design of the beast forms. They try to, like, combine this sort of robot aesthetic with the beast aesthetic. And in yeah. the show, it was never like that. It's like the reason they could transform into beast is, yes, they look like beast, but also there was a story-driven purpose behind that. Yeah. Um. That being said, I am excited to see if the Predacons really do show up in this movie. Um, even though Megatron was Megatron, um, apparently there are two Megatrons in canon because of Beast Wars. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, let's just spend, say I spent way too much time on a Transformers wiki reading about all this. But, um, <laughs> I'm excited. It looks neat. Uh, some of the new designs for the regular Transformers are cool. Bumblebee's back into his old, like, 1980s Camaro now. Um, which looks really neat. We say old. Uh, it's it is kind of confusing because yeah. I the Bumblebee movie is canon. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Well, I mean he's he's gone between being a Volkswagen Beetle to being several generations of Camaro, <laughs> um, and this is the original Camaro he showed up as in Transformers One. This old nineteen seventies like Z twenty eight Camaro is what he showed up as. So. It's just neat to see him in that form again, and it's neat to see Optimus Prime in like traditional Mack truck version again, as opposed to all these futuristic Neo trucks that have come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but much more simplified designs on the Transformers, I think, have been like a big thing for these movies for a while, and I'm glad that we get to see those again. Designs that are more true to the originals, um, as opposed to, let's try to make a human face out of a bunch of robot bits. And make yeah, it look no, really weird. No, no. I still hate the fact that there is the scene you do get Optimus opening the mouth plate and you do see his lips. I'm like, stop, stop giving him lips. Nobody wants to kiss this man. Um Which is funny, I guess if you think about it, they always had the the woman transformer mm-hmm. always had lips. Yeah. I hate Transformers. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I know is kissing a Transformer has to feel like grinding a thousand razor blades across your face. <laughs> hey, depending on how good they buff it out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do they have Burt's Bumblebees for their lips? Get it? I, don't, uh, I mean, Shia LaBeouf got uh... to kiss Transformer in his movie, that weird lady Transformer that showed up at her college and tried to do him. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. What was it? What Transformer tried to <laughs> fuck Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> this is in your search history now. I, it's, weirdly enough, that didn't bring anything up. <laughs> I think it's in Transformers 3 it happens, though. Hold on, let me just put kiss. Mm-hmm. 
Nope, I can't. There's nothing. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> Google, you're failing me. When I type in old story about guy falling asleep for a long time, you give me the right answer, but that time, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, beyond Transformers, um, only thing I... It just makes me want to watch Beast Wars. Um, we got the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, which one for, I guess, you... if You have watched all these, right? Yes. Okay. Um for people that have not watched the holiday special, you get to see Groot's new form. Uh, mm-hmm. Bigger, bulkier, but still got childlike face. Uh, it's adorable. I love it. I love the scene in the trailer where he breaks out multiple arms and has all the guns. Um, this definitely looks like it's going to be a <laughs> an end I guess is a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Uh, we're going to have a lot of motions. I mean, hell, little tiny raccoon, little rocket. How mm-hmm. everybody's already like, oh, the little dude. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Uh, it's going to be, f- I don't know how to put it. It's going to be interesting to see yeah. how they end this because we already know that Batista is, is kind of done. Um, mm-hmm. He's been pretty open about that. I think a lot of the internet also wants Chris Pat to be done. Um, mm-hmm. In everything, not just Guardians. In everything. Um, you know, no, let him. If he's doing properties, I give no fucks about whatever. Um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, we've got our first actual look uh, at Adam Warlock, which is fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to beat the shit out of some people, and that looks fun. Uh, Gamora's back, which. It makes sense. I, I don't. I'm sure the movie will have some explanation for it, but I'm glad to see Zoe Zaldano on screen. Period. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have to see her as a blue person either. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. How are you excited about this movie? I am. Um. Between the two. <laughs> Of the of of uh, Phase Five movies that we have seen trailers for, with this in Quantum Mania, which one are you more excited for at this point? I'm more excited for Quantum Mania, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like the Ant Man movies kind of got shit on for no particular reason. Um, it's it's all because of the first one. The it's mm-hmm. not that it was a bad movie. It's that we were going to get a. Uh, oh fuck, my mind's blanking on the the director's name. Um, Kim, who d- directed Scott Pilgrim? Who did direct Scott Pilgrim? Why can't I remember his name? Uh, hold on, Kim's coming. Don't look it up, Nate. Don't look it up. Kim's coming over. <laughs> Kim's going to come and give us the answers. Who was it? Are you going to make me do it? Mm-hmm. Are you doing the thing? No, you know when I'm trying to remember things, it doesn't pop up into my head. And I just heard a story about how Gavin Free's baby cousin peed all over this guy. <laughs> uh, well, here's some hints. I want to say and... Sean White, and I know that's not right. No, he stopped but... snowboarding and started started <laughs> making movies. Uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar, yeah, I know, I know what he's made, Nate. I just don't remember his name. Edgar Wright. I got it there. Sean White actually got me there. So we were supposed to get an Edgar Wright movie during Ant Man. 
No, Edgar Wright what? was the original director for Ant Man. Oh, okay. And that's why people were like, fuck this movie when they he left for creative differences. I don't remember. And I'm like, hey, he went and made Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean... And we uh, still again, got a good Ant-Man movie. The first two, two movies were sort of the butt of the MCU for a long time. Um, that being said, the second movie is still one of my favorite Marvel films ever. That is... And um, I've never heard anybody say that, though. Do you talk to people that think those movies aren't good? it's not that they don't so here's here's the weird thing about having anxiety right is someone doesn't have to tell me something is good if enough people aren't actively liking a thing my brain goes that thing is bad and you shouldn't like it <laughs> um, oh, <no>. so <laughs> so for me it's a matter of my brain tricks me into thinking i had bad taste when ant-man 2 is a really good movie no, fuck um, and Be has one of the more compelling villains in MCU history that nobody cares about. So, <laughs> um, Hey, we're getting more of her. Yeah. Uh, no, I love, I think those movies are great. Um, I'm not a big fan of the woman that plays wasp. Um, mm -hmm. that's a whole other thing. Uh, but no, I like, yeah, those two, I think they're pretty highly beloved by yes. a lot of people. Really. It's just fucking Iron Man two and the Thor movies, <laughs> the first mm -hmm. two. Um, but no, beyond that, yeah, I, Quantumania definitely out of the two, I'm much more excited mm -hmm. for it. And it helps a lot that, uh, we've got more Jonathan Majors as Kang. Um, yes. very excited for that. Like a hell, it fucking, his little bit of scenes in, uh, Loki. Loki. Sorry, Kim, Kim came up and it threw me <laughs> off. Um, yeah, immediately. Like we were like more please. Um, yeah. And we get more in February, and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, I think he's going to make the perfect Kang because he has this air of being able to play like a really, not like an aggressive villain, but a really like chilling one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But, last thing. Last thing we're talking about real quick, because Kim wants to go watch uh, more Wednesday, because we haven't finished Wednesday yet. Um, also, we've been recording for almost two hours, even though I know I have to cut all that out. Mm -hmm. um, we got our first real trailer, because the last one was more of just a teaser. Uh, first full trailer mm -hmm. for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, Chris Pratt continues to put no effort in whatsoever, uh, while everybody else that has worked on this film is fantastic, even though Charlie Day also is basically just Charlie Day's voice, and I don't care because it's Charlie Day. Uh <laughs> I think Bowser gets two whole lines on this trailer, and Jack Black is... He is putting in all the work as yeah. Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, to be honest, just giving Peach any voice works. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact that it's Anya Taylor-Joy is just cool because we like Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm upset we haven't gotten to hear Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong yet. Um, no. But the fact that it opens up in the basically Donkey Kong country, um, mm -hmm. the fact that it opens up on that and we basically get a Super Smash Brothers style beat up. Uh, <laughs> like I've had multiple people be like, oh my God, he just used down B on Mario. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's yeah, I can't wait. Like it's... Everything about Mario sucks. Like, him as a person sucks. Um, mm -hmm. But this movie, I am so fucking excited for. And I'm so happy it comes out on my birthday. <laughs> um, 
in the fact that it literally ends with well, we have badass fucking Princess Peach, and then mm-hmm. we also get it ending with everybody in Mario Kart's on Rainbow Road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's badass Princess Peach to the point where I'm watching the trailer and then I notice she grabbed a halberd from that guy. <laughs> Hell like, she's yeah. not she's not gonna like jump on Bowser or like tease him a bit. Like she's like trying to shank this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> I do like somebody. I saw somebody talking about it, might have been kind of funny. I can't remember. Uh, somebody was talking about the fact that Toad has a frying pan, and they're like, mm-hmm. Why does Toad have a frying pan? It's like, Oh, it's one of the random items that Peach can pull out and attack somebody with. Uh, yes. and it just happens to just coincide with, with Toads. Um, <laughs> we did have another Toad talk, and people are saying that they think it's a different person voicing it. And I mm-hmm. still like to think that it's all Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. Uh, every time I say that, it sounds weird in my head. Um, <laughs> they think it's. Uh, I'm hoping that it's him for all of them, and it's just like pitched differently. Uh, <laughs> it could be. I don't um, know. I, the only thing I didn't like about this trailer is some of the jokes fell very flat. <laughs> um, there, there's when you were talking about Toad speaking again, that reminded me of this where. They're like in the castle. Peach is like giving them a pep talk, and one of the toads is like, "What are you supposed to do? We're adorable." And yeah. I'm like, "Is that a joke that's <laughs> that's supposed to make me laugh? Well, I don't understand." It's the combination <laughs> of the joke and the fact that they all do the puppy dog eyes. Yes, but Toad is not adorable. Toad is horrifying. <laughs> they are adorable. What is wrong with you? He is horrifying. Imagine you saw an actual person who was that short with a giant mushroom for a head and no facial features whatsoever. You're describing a Pokemon. (laughs) Kirby's adorable. Kirby's literally just a pink circle with eyes and a mouth. Yes. Super fucking adorable. But I also like to think he's very squishy. You don't think toads are very squishy? No, because I know what the texture of mushrooms are. (laughs) They're squishy mushrooms. But not squishy like a squishmallow. Okay. Alright. <laughs> what if Kirby is secretly actually a very rough exterior? That would be very weird. That like might. a shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you like pet Kirby the wrong way, it hurts. Um, yeah, because that's... I, I meant to ask, because you put on here, this does not inspire confidence. Which for, and for me, I'm like, this just looks like a fun fucking movie. It looks fun, but I I don't know. Maybe there's things that I just can't get over. Chris Pratt voicing Mario is one thing that I'll never get over. That, that I think, is the the only thing. Here's the thing. The fact that Mario's a fucking waste of space Mm -hmm. from everything we've seen in these trailers is what is making me okay with him being just Chris Pratt. I mean, that is true. Frankly, Luigi gets more agency in this trailer than Mario does. (laughs) And the Um, internet thinks that he's about to get fucked by Bowser. Well, it also looks like Peach actually may be the driver for this movie rather than Mario. Um, She's the one who has the quest. She's the one who has to go on the journey. I mean, in the trailer, we straight up see her get a fire flower before any other character is confirmed to get one. (laughs) Uh, Um, I also, one of the things that this movie does confirm, and it's, you know, been canon to the Mario series forever, uh, this movie is an isekai. Just straight up, he's a guy. We see them in in the normal world, their normal world, and then they get transported to 
uh, this wonderful, wonderful Super Mario World. Which, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always been this back and forth of, is Mario part of the world of the Mushroom Kingdom, or is he part of some other world? But I don't think it matters, really. <laughs> um, I'm hoping they do something inventive with that. Um, in the trailer, we do get this little training arc where, like, Peach is trying to teach Mario, like, all these little tricks, and he's just, of course, flubbing it. It's like watching an episode of Wipeout, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, or just a kid's first time playing through a Mario game. Yeah. What I'm hoping is we don't get what I expect to happen, because this happens in all movies, is we get the training montage and the character's like god tier because of the training montage. I hope he just fails, honestly. I hope he just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else has to do it. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'd be okay with that. I hope um, he's like just good enough to help everybody else. That's it. <laughs> you, uh, you, you've, been, you've been switched to support Mario. <laughs> So, Nate, the last thing I will tell you to do before we go is um, watch the trailer for Cocaine Bear. Not right I, now. I, just in general. Go watch it after we're done. Um, I keep seeing that. Just do it. It's You You will not be ready. Uh, but before you watch that and before we let you go do that, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Um, I've may have said this before but if i haven't uh we will probably be resuming streaming at the beginning of next year sometime close to the middle of january end of january um after we have time to settle down from the holidays yeah um with more a more official reasonable stream schedule for both of us and different themes for different days so we can maintain things and keep things fresh for everybody yeah all right well thank you for joining us on another episode of space time taco as always if you like what we do what we say what we look like all that wonderful fun shit um <laughs> you can find us on all social media just search at space time taco uh you can find me everywhere at time lord burrito you can find him on twitter <laughs> not on instagram yet close we're getting close we'll work on it we're getting close um, i almost made one for you the other day um, so the the Instagram At, is for mini painting and a little teapot. progress. Yes, yeah. a little teapot. Yes. <laughs> Do we need to change your name to a little paint pot? No. <laughs> There's actually a good reason for that because I may not be using paint pots at all in the future. A lot of oh. paints come in squeezy bottles and they're a hell of a lot easier to use that way. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Go inside and play video games. I'm going to go eat because I'm hungry. And we're going to watch Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.